So, last week and this week, we are talking about ways of being, and we're couching that in the terms that um, Reverend Michael Beckwith from um, the, the Agape Church uh, initially, it's not a new idea, but his language for it and his setting of it down is a really cool way to think about it. And that is how to live life to me, that's one way of being, by me, through me, and as me. And there's no right or wrong here, just different ways of perceiving life. So to me is essentially a victim consciousness or a reward consciousness. I can't help it, good things happen to me. It's not my fault, bad things happen to me. We are simply at the mercy of whatever winds are blowing. And in the spiritual life, the best we can do is use the tools of spiritual practice to respond to those winds blowing us about. And sometimes that is a beautiful and magical thing to do, to be able to respond to what happens with love, with compassion. There's also a second way of being that we talked about last week. The way of being that says, by me. And it's very clear in the Hebrew Bible, in the early stages of humans who believed in one God, that this God was all-powerful and could do anything to him at any time and did. The stories tell that. And that their basic way of dealing with that was to appeal to that God with promises, with sacrifices, with praise, with ducking down, not looking anybody in the eye, just in case you might offend this God. Now that, historically, um, spiritually, was not a beautiful way to live. There are lots and lots and lots of beauties in the Jewish religion, but Jesus came as a Jew to say, Judaism is great, but what you don't get is, God's not doing it to you. God is in you. You get to respond not just to what happens, but you get to respond by what happens. You get to take two things, responsibility and agency. Responsibility meaning I had a part in getting myself in this position. You know, maybe I didn't create the tornado, but I had a part in living where tornadoes are, in standing out on my front porch instead of going into, you know, whatever. We have a part. It may take a while to tease out our part, but we have a part. So responsibility is not about blame. It's about what is our part? What is ours to do? And that empowers us. It doesn't make us blamed and unworthy. It actually empowers us. Because then, what happens after responsibility is agency? Then we can make a choice. We, if the choice that we are making isn't serving us, we can make a different choice. And we start to see that the world happens by me. And that is the basics of new thought, that it isn't just what happens to me, I co-create my reality. The thoughts that I think and the words that I speak and my very countenance, the way I greet the world, my attitude and my energy that I send 
back to me when I send out. Not tit for tat. It's not that simple. It's not that easy. It's more complicated. And yet, when you continually sow love throughout life, then you will receive love in return. That's the way it works. And if you feel like you've sown love and you're not receiving love in return, I would ask you to take a closer look with some responsibility, not blame, responsibility and agency about the love that you're sending out. Are you sending out love if? Are you sending out love because? Because of the cause changes, where it goes the love? Are you sending out love as a bargain? Well, I'm going to do this much, and if you show me you'll do this much, then I'll do a little bit more, and then we'll... Are you meeting someone halfway? Are you meeting the world halfway with your love, waiting for the immediate response? Or are you being love, sending love, because love is who you are? And then letting everybody else just deal with whatever. This love is mine to give. It's mine. This life is mine. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters what I do. That's life by me, and it's a very, very empowering place to be. And yet, for me, what I see is that we are still much in danger of the ego co-opting that. Well, I'm going to create a life that's full of this and this and this and this and this and this and this, so I'm going to think those thoughts, I'm going to draw a picture of it, I'm going to make a goal of it, I'm going to manifest it line by line by line by line because I have the power. And the truth is, we do have great power. We do have great power, but when the ego gets hold, the moment the ego grasps that power, it is no longer great. It has to fit within the fist of the ego. It has to fit within that small fist. I hear a little bit of a ring here if you want to turn it down just a little bit. And so when we let go of what the ego wants, and I often call this um, in this church, pray the prayer under the prayer. Because if your prayer is for a new Mercedes, I'm saying, that's probably your ego. Not that there's anything wrong with a Mercedes, but your ego getting that specific has something to do with what is it that you want from the Mercedes? Do you want a really fine driving machine because you ignore speed limits in America because the only reason, the only place you can really work out a Mercedes legally is in Germany on the Autobahn. Do you want luxury? Do you want um, people to notice that you have the means to have a Mercedes? Do you? I don't. I'm just guessing. I'm just making up stuff here. And the Mercedes is maybe a, not the best um, example, but it doesn't matter. Example of anything. Why do you want it? Is it that you want respect? Then the prayer is for respect. And the action behind that is to give respect. Is to look for, listen to, find, and give to the places where respect is and is called for. And then somebody might respect you by giving your Mercedes. I don't know, but the true prayer is answered. And when we look at this, I want this job, 
I want this job. This is the job. I have decided that this is the job. Other people have told me this is definitely my job. They maybe even have promised me that this is my job. If I don't get that job, it's not about I didn't manifest right. It's about I started focusing on the thing, the urn, the clay body, instead of focusing on the attribute, the way of being that brings that about. So maybe the prayer under the prayer for I want this job is I want living. I want to be able to make money and feel secure. I want for my talents and gifts to be used and recognized. I want to be involved in a creative team endeavor with other people who respect me and whom I can respect. I don't know, you may have a million prayers under there, but look at the prayer under the prayer and know that all of those prayers coming true doesn't have anything to do with that particular job. If you don't get it, it wasn't yours. And I shared with this group my story before of finding Cathedral of Light, now Church of One Love, which definitely, in every way, feels like my home, my church home. Three, three churches told me no. Three churches that I thought were shoo-in. One church that needed me desperately and that I was able to share a vision with didn't want my vision. They wanted me, but not with my vision. And it was like, okay, well then that's not really what I want. And then the second church, the former minister said, this is yours. I'm just going to tell the board, you're my pick. I'm just going to go all, all in with this. And that didn't work out. The board didn't want to be told who to pick. Another church, everyone in the congregation, I've been subbing for them for a year, and I can tell you, at least half the congregation at some time or other has had come to me and said, when are you going to be our permanent minister? Please, please, just stay. Don't be going away. Come, just stay here. Just stay here. And when the search committee and board made their choice, it was not me. And so what I knew is that I was not looking for that job or that job or that job. What my heart knew is that I am a minister, not only in personality, but now in education and in ordination, that it is what is mine to do, and that if it's mine to do, I have to be a minister whether I have a church or not, so I have to act like that everywhere, in whatever job I'm working in, and if I'm to minister in a church, then that church will find me or I will find it and there won't be enough. But if I decided it was the end after the first no or the second no or the third no thank you very much, I would not be here. And you know what? If God had said no, I would be somewhere else being a minister, maybe in a church, maybe not. But the truth is, I started acting out of who I am rather than what I needed to be mine or what I needed to prove who I am. And move from a place of knowing who I am and 
And that made all the difference. And so that brings us to, we've done the to me, by me, now there is through me. Through me. Because what had to happen? I'm not saying I need to get sad after these notes. Call some of my best friends and ask them how many hours I spent on the phone crying with them. How deeply it hit my little girl abandonment issues. My not good enough issues. I wept. I grieved. And I got centered and went, okay, am I still a minister or am I not? Is this mine to do or is it not? And it was clear to me, it's mine to do. If it's mine to do, then there will be a way and a place. And if I don't get to say when. I just get to work hard to be ready when it happens. That was when I decided that when I was sitting in my job teaching mold classes, that I would do that as a minister. I would do that as who I am and not separate that part of my life. That does not mean I preach to those people. I did not. That would have been good. I'm not an evangelist. But I showed up as the truth of who I am. And maybe that's what God wanted. Maybe it's when I was able to do that, then it was like, okay, then these are your people. Or maybe y'all are just getting ready for me. I don't know. And maybe this isn't my permanent home. I don't know that either. But I know that when I surrender, when I let go of what Melinda wants, then I begin to become in touch with what the truth of me wants. Not, not the body that's named Melinda. Not the cells that have formed a brain that control the mind of what makes Melinda. Not the language of Melinda or the whatever. The things that make me feel like me. That's not it. The truth of me. The truth of me. I let that come through me. And it may not be what my ego wants. Sometimes it really, really isn't. And then I have to fight to, maybe not fight, I have to surrender that too. I have to say, I get you, I get you, this hurts, not what you want. But really, what do you want? Do you want this? This place, these people, at this time? Or do you want to fulfill what you believe is your purpose in life? Then surrender. And trust that there is something higher. You don't have to name it. Some people call it God. Some people call it HP, higher power. At my most fundamental, I call it love. I believe that, there, that everything is energy and that the greatest energy, the only creative energy in the world is love. And so if I surrender to love, which means hearing, seeing, giving, speaking, thinking, thoughts of love, for me and for everyone else, is me surrendering to God. And when I surrender, God works through me. And this is about intuition. And it's about following your gut instinct. And it's about having an insight about something. And it's about suddenly seeing something with new eyes. Seeing the same old thing or the same old person. And suddenly they 
different to you. It looks different to you. You understand something different about it. And rather than going, why would I think that? You actually listen. And you choose to trust. Trust is a choice. And I would rather trust love than trust any other thing or person or entity or idea. I want to trust love. That's what I want to trust. That's where I want to put my trust. So I trust and I surrender. And then that starts working through me. And rather than me directing it, this is happening by me, I start to see, wow, look at this. <laughs> look what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Didn't mean to. But I let go. I set my intention and then I let go of how it had to look, when it had to come, how it had to feel, what it was shaped like. And allowed what is to come and then looked at what is and went, is that it? Is that, is that it? And if it felt like, no, that's not it, then I just kept moving on and kept trusting. We keep move on, moving on and we keep trusting. And finally we get to, well, this is it, or at least this is it for now. Something within us tells us this. And that comes after, see, it's not better than by me. You know, to me, you can have a terrible attitude. Poor me, everything happened to me. Or you can say, okay, this has happened to me. How can I respond with love? How can I respond with an open mind? That's still to me. By me, we start creating. Creativity is wonderful. It's good. It's God-given. I believe that with my whole heart. But it's still directive. So at some point, we realize, maybe after we've directed enough things, that have, that we have had that influence over, that we have been able to create in some beautiful way, that we start to trust that truly what we give out is what we receive. We start to trust love sown is love reaped. We start to trust that. And when we trust that, then we can surrender. Because why would you surrender to somebody you didn't trust? That wouldn't make any sense. So you have to do whatever it is you have to do to the place where you get to trust. You go, okay. And when you are in surrender for long enough, deeply enough, there will come a time, if you stay on your spiritual path, where you realize it's not just coming through me. It's coming as me. I'm not just a vessel that love pours through. I am the love itself. I am so wrapped up in that energy that it would be like trying to extract certain molecules out of a glass of water. Am I the glass of water? Am I the water? Or am I a few molecules? No, I'm the water. Am I a petal or am I a flower? A flower consists of a lot of petals and it's one flower. That's what that poem is trying one flower. And so I suddenly start to realize that all this is happening as me, that I affect my world when I walk around knowing absolutely who I am and allowing I start to live in that as me place, that as me that says, it doesn't really matter. It turned out like I want or not like I want. I could live a glorious life or I could die in pain. 
it would be my part to do that, and I'm okay with it. Because I know I'm safe. Because I know who I actually am. Who I actually am is not this vessel, it's not this body. It is the energy of love in motion, incarnation in this world. And that energy of love does not leave when we leave an incarnation. We are constantly reborn. And so the last thing I want to say about this, to me, by me, through me, as me, is it's not linear. Okay, I used to think to me, but then I got all by me. Now I'm just through me, and hey, I got it all down now. I'm an as me. I'm God. That's not the way it works in my experience. It's not linear. Some days, some circumstances, I will immediately go, what is happening to me? <laughs> I have tools to get out of there. But maybe my first tool is, wait a minute, how can I respond differently? And then what do I really want? Because if this is not what I really want, how can I create what I want? And then how do I discern what it is, not just that I want, but that wants to come through me. It's like letting what wants to come through me and be what it wants. And every once in a while, now I would say that I live in surrender a good deal of my awake time. And I don't just mean when I'm not sleeping. I mean when I'm not growling at mud on the floor or trying to get a dog to behave. <laughs> there I can go very much to, to me, or by me, I'm gonna fix this, I'm gonna make it happen, I'm gonna come up with the, no. I go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But overall, spiritually, in practice, when I'm awake, when I'm aware, and a lot in surrender, but every once in a while I get this moment where I absolutely I'm so much what I am that it's clear to me that nothing can be taken from me. What I am is beautiful and perfect and permanent and eternal and infinite. Now, this little clay urn doesn't control all of that. But I get glimpses that that is the truth of it. As me. So far, I haven't stayed there very long. I think if I did, my, I might ascend. I wouldn't be here anymore. But those moments are what allow, again, me to surrender over and over again to trust. Because once you've known it once, you kind of can't unknow it. Once you have trusted enough times, you become trusting. And I'll say my thing about trust that I've always said to you since I think the first Sunday that I was here. You can trust people and circumstances, institutions, organizations, to do and be exactly who they have shown you they are and do. So when I say trust, I don't mean leave your purse out on the sidewalk. 
I don't mean travel um, to empty parts of town in dark at night and trust that you're going to be okay. And I certainly don't mean, well, he apologized to me, and even though he's done this 70 times before, he said he wouldn't do it again, and I'm choosing to trust. That's not trust, that's turning the lights off. You can trust that person to do what that person has done until he, she, they show you something different for long enough and consistently enough that you can come to trust that different behavior. Now, how do you trust God? I don't know. I have a million reasons, but they might not be your reasons. I get up in the morning. I see the sun. I can't explain it. I see the plants in the ground growing up toward that sun. I see people in my life who are walking miracles. I just look at them, and when I'm awake enough to see them, I realize this is a one in a billion billion chance that I got this person in my life. This amazing, loving bundle of all kinds of interesting things gets to be someone in my life. And I get to trust. I get to trust. And to walk forward always in love. That's our choice. I urge you to not judge yourself as you make these choices. Not to blame but to accept the challenge and learn to trust and surrender to the mystery of it all, knowing you are safe. Thank you. I'm going to take uh, these ideas into a meditation. So if you will just get yourself comfortable. Simply notice this breathing that is happening. 
the time, whether you remember Thank you. 
Breathe that in. 